everybody. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Minigames Podcast. Uh, this is episode 17, coming up on episode 20. Uh, I'm surprised you've been able to churn out weekly content as long as we have without uh, crashing and burning and going into another two-year hiatus. Um, as usual, I am your host, Mike. Also, as usual, we have... Uh, our other Jedi Master. Hey, Keith. hello everyone. I did not play too much Minesweeper this week at thirteen thousand thirty-eight, and I am drinking a Dr Pepper cream soda, and it is excellent. What are you drinking? What's your bev check? Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me, uh, let me just, let me. Oh, I'm trying to do this one-handed. Hold on, hold on. What's going on here? What's going on? Maybe I should do it with my dominant hand. Oh, oh. whoa, yeah. I am uh, I am drinking a liquid death uh, mountain water straight from uh, the Alps. Delicious, canned, refreshing. I need to try that. Yo, it's so good. Uh, apparently, you can find it at Whole Foods now. But uh, the last time me and my girlfriend went, we kind of went specifically so I could find it. Like she needed stuff too, but I was like, oh. They got they got the liquid death at the Whole Foods now, and they had fucking nothing. So I was like, "Oh, cool!" So then I just ended up doing what I always do and ordered two cases of it. I mean, I live right around the corner from a Whole Foods, but I've never stepped foot in it. <laughs> Yo, Whole Foods kind of rocks. You know what else kind of rocks? Dr Pepper cream soda. I approve that shit. Yo, you, uh, completely off topic, but have you tried that uh, Dr Pepper shake from Whataburger? No, I saw we finally got it this time. Uh, that shit good. All right, I'll get it. Uh, next time I work a Sunday, I'll get it. Because that's usually when I get my yeah. Whataburger on the way to work. Hell yeah. Uh, so just as like a review of that, uh, very refreshing. It kind of leans more towards the flavor of like a chocolate shake, I think. The Dr. Pepper flavor is there, but it's not like, it's not like you're drinking a can of like thick Dr. Pepper, which is what I was kind of afraid of, but they just, it's, it's Dr. Peppery enough. All right. It's got enough of the 23 flavors. Yeah, it's prob it probably has at least 19 of those flavors. All right, that's going to be our review system. Uh, out of how many Dr. Flavor Peppers are thing? Dr. Dr. Pepper no, flavors? No, 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 Dr. Flavor Peppers. Dr. Flavor Peppers. That's what that's what they call me. New Twitter handle. It, it might as well be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, this is a game well, podcast. Welcome. Exactly. We talk about video games and we review uh, beverages of all sorts here. Maybe that's probably maybe that's just a new section. We review a bev. Uh, but out with the rock, in with the bev. Yes, that uh, or both. Uh, maybe we review beverages that the rock has drank. I don't know. I'll do. He it. probably drinks like he probably drinks cool shit. Yeah, water. He probably drinks a lot of water. <laughs> uh, so to put us back on the rails uh, as everyone knows we usually start this off with uh, what we've been playing lately uh, Keith you want to go ahead and kick it off uh, yeah I mean obviously for those who listened to the last side quest I finished Samus Returns and I really liked it a lot uh, good game uh, got me excited for Metroid again which isn't hard to do but it did it uh let's see what else i put a pause on assassin's creed 3 i know i said i picked it up and i was gonna go through that but um like i mentioned i finally got the last of us and been going through that uh sticking to current events i guess you could say yeah that's that's probably the most on topic game that you could play right now oh yeah 
uh, across the board too. Um, good game. I got a couple tiny little gripes with it, but I think it's really just because it's, it's a whole generation ago. Um, I'm sure it's it's not a big deal, really. It's just kind of little things I want to see ironed out in the sequel because it's a good game. It really is. Um, and I started Pokemon Platinum. I found a friend that was willing to lend it to me so I don't have to pay 50 bucks to buy it used online. I think I think I literally have a copy of Pokemon Platinum that I could have just lent you. Well, no. That would have been a lot easier. I, I think. I would have to like dig up my uh, my DS and the case that it's in to see what games are actually in there. I could yeah. be talking out my ass right now. I don't know. Yeah, I have found a friend. Basically, I remember a few years ago, um, he had posted that he was trying to collect every Pokemon game in box. Um, and he... Sounds like a nightmare. Oh, it is. Um, but, I mean, he had it. <laughs> that's that's honestly more impressive than I think it should be. Yeah, it really is. I mean, used copies of the game are like 60 bucks because there's a whole bunch of reproduction copies and it's really subtle ways to tell what's real and what's not. So, yeah, that basically brought the original value up for resale. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, I never played Gen 4. That was, like, one that got past me, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. It looks good. Are you uh, are you going to be doing Super Metroid next? Is that is that the next one on the on the docket for you? Yes, Super Metroid is 3. This one, it's a little bit different because, I mean, there's obviously only one version of Metroid 3. I don't think... There's a need to remake Super Metroid. It's fine as it is. Don't touch it. One would say it's flawless. I don't know. It's got the floaty Samus. That one is me. I would say Super Metroid is flawless. I mean, it, yeah, it, it virtually is. It, it's got floaty Samus. <laughs> but no dog. Samus wants to float. Let her float. No, dude. Samus needs to zoom across the fucking screen. I mean, yeah, she's got the freaking speed running on that one but still so what you're saying is it's flawless yeah it might as well be i mean definitely it's for all the faults that the first metroid two games had this one doesn't have that so yeah i'll say yeah i'll say it's flawless is it my prefer is it my preferential one not 100 percent, but yeah it's a flawless game i will go on record again to say that out of the non-prime metroid games super metroid is my favorite and i think that is the best metroid game I mean, I wouldn't argue it if anybody said so. Except when you say it, though. Fucking zeb ass motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, okay, yeah. Look forward to that in the near future. <laughs> uh, let's see. What have I been playing? I've been bouncing between, like, a lot of things. Uh, still a lot of World of Warcraft. Um, I've taken to... I, I like... I like quote-unquote play animal crossing i don't know i just make a bunch of like t-shirt rips now in there i guess that's my new bit yeah i've i've fully committed to it i uh it's fun i guess uh i think most importantly though i, I finally uh took the dive the past few days i have been playing the final fantasy 7 remake wow can i expect that that side quest soon yeah, uh, well, whenever I'm done with it, apparently this game, long as hell, uh, and it seems long as hell, but I think I'm not going to really talk too much about it. I want to, like, keep my thoughts in for the side quest. Uh, I I've only been playing it for, like, a few hours just because of how much, like, time has been allowing me, but I, I have some thoughts about that game so far. 
Um, and I hear it goes places even within like an established story. So I'm excited to see that. I'm also very scared. I've, I, I, I'm playing it like, a, I feel like I'm playing it like I'm fucking nine years old playing a Resident Evil game for the first time. I'm just scared of everything about it because I, I need it. I need it to be good. I need it to be good. Like I, I need it. I mean, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. <laughs> Oh, I will. I will absolutely have some thoughts. Uh, but other than that, that's all I've been playing. Uh, I bought. Uh, well, I didn't buy it. Uh, Game Pass is a dollar apparently again on PC. So uh, I I got a Game Pass subscription and I downloaded the uh, Minecraft Diablo game. I haven't played it yet though. I mean, I heard it's fun. I heard it's kind of a shallow launch, but I heard it's fun though. You can definitely see where they're going with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm also not paying for it right now, Tech. Like, I paid a dollar for it. Yeah, that's fine. Quote. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I will absolutely play that at some point. I also downloaded the PC version of the uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 remaster, so I'll probably play that at some point, too, because, you know, why not throw another MMO into the mix? Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing we haven't done Old Republic yet. I know you re-downloaded it. No, I made a character and fucked around with that a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm currently, I guess, waiting for an email to recover my account. Oh, man. I don't know if anybody fucking works on that shit anymore. Good luck with that. It's apparently saying that's the way to do it. But, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Or we won't see how it goes. Same thing. One day. On a day. Uh, maybe. Also, another section that, we know, that we've added recently, uh, for those of you that have been listening, we've been doing these on the side quests too, which I feel have been a lot of fun because uh, in between like the gaps of like our bigger episodes, we definitely miss out on shit. But hey, games on sale. Yes, uh, they are. Epic uh, has been doing their sale on their store. It's been like their, I think it's just called like the Epic Mega Sale or something. It's, it's something really dumb like that. Uh, an epic sale would you say I think that's literally what it's called I'll allow it Uh, it's on now Uh, it's going on until June 11th my uh, my pick from that like we've talked a lot like about a lot of stuff like we talked about like the witcher being cheap as hell and it's still cheap as hell on that so I'm not really gonna get into that right Uh, but a game that's on there that I really like is uh, vampire it's 70% off 15 bucks uh, the combat in that game kind of fucking sucks, but I think the story is really cool. I think they do really cool shit with like the morality system, but they need to, I feel like they need to go deeper in it. But like the gist of that is like, obviously you're a vampire, you need blood to survive, right? So like your morality system is based on like, oh, are you just like, are you like, sus- like sucking blood and like beefing, beefing up your vampire powers, but also just like sacrificing innocent people. I don't know. It's like, there's like this cool like great like if dexter was a vampire kind of thing sure yeah basically i fuck with it um yeah that's, that's really all i had for sales i mean it's a uh, kind of like a weird dry season right now like i tried to comb the e-shop for something that looked remotely interesting and i was like mm, none of this huh all right. yeah i mean a lot of it i mean obviously they had the huge early i guess spring sale with quarantine so that was a lot so and they kind of fall out with a lot of Memorial Day weekend-based stuff. Um, so we're kind of in that dry period until, I guess, the mega summer sale. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's, there's a few things. I mean, like you said, it's light. I, I found on Steam, No Man's Sky is 50% off. So that's $30 until June 1st. So if you're listening to this uh, at launch on podcast, you have until basically this coming Monday. And uh, no, 
this is probably one that's probably pleases you a good amount um to piggyback at least to preface this not piggyback the playstation is doing what they're calling a double discount sale and that's going on until june 10th uh what it is whatever games are on this on this double discount it's 30 dollars off for non ps plus members myself and it's 60 percent off for ps plus members the rest of the world um this one that I found, I believe this is at the 30% off price. So if you're a PS Plus member, it'll cost less. But Persona 5, $14. That's a lot of game. Yeah, I did see that for PS Plus members, uh, Persona 5 was straight up like 7 bucks. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of fucking game for $7. Yeah, uh, I know you definitely laid some time into that thing. Yeah, each playthrough was 100 plus hours. How many playthroughs was it? three i did three um and i'm probably gonna end up doing another one when i finally decide to pony up and buy persona 5 royal and do it all again jesus because i gotta because like here's the thing i platinum persona 5 yeah i'm if i get persona 5 royal i'm gonna have to platinum persona 5 royal out of obligation i mean at this point yeah you've kind of you kind of hit the you hit the point of no return oh for sure and if i have to do the same shit that i did to platinum uh regular persona 5 that i would have to do to uh platinum persona 5 r i'll be playing that game for a hot minute <laughs> yeah i mean for the price if no one's played persona 5 and if jrpgs are up your alley uh you like pokemon for instance that's a lot of game like we mentioned um i know it's been out for a while so probably the target audience has already played it but still it's cheap as hell it's probably the strongest title on playstation's double discount sale um like i was telling you off the air it started out strong and then it just kind of faded into i never even heard of these games yeah uh, just one final thing before we move on about persona 5 even though that is straight up one of like it's it's for sure within one of my top five games of all time now mm -hmm. um i will 100 percent say like yeah it's cheap as fuck which is a good thing because that that game is absolutely not for everybody no it definitely isn't um like i'm very surface level jrpg so it's probably a little bit too deep for me but i definitely know the value of it and being cheap as hell it definitely kind of makes you feel better to at least just try it yeah i think my thing would be like it's seven dollars so even if you don't like it you don't really feel like too bad about it as if you had dropped like the full 60 on persona 5 yeah and even then seven dollars for plus i mean was it 14 for non both of them are cheap as hell yeah, uh, I encourage everyone to play Persona 5. I know a lot of people aren't going to like it. The Persona games can be uh, diffi like, difficult for some people to contend with. They're long. All of them are long as fuck. <laughs> that should be like the subtitle or like the catchphrase for the whole series. Persona 5, here goes 100 hours of your life. Um, I think that's all we had for sales. Uh, yeah, that, that gonna... dry period yeah um we're gonna try to burn through the news real quick we have a pretty big uh main show for y'all we're trying we i try to not keep these episodes running too long because my attention span is fucking awful so i try to keep everyone else's attention spans in mind assuming yours is but, awful uh, yeah uh straight up i feel like because of quarantine my attention span has gotten worse because i'm just looking for like constant things to do yeah that sounds about right but uh, yeah, dive into the news. Uh, first off here, uh, Valorant got its official release date for June 2nd. 
Um, if you don't know what Valorant is, it is uh, Overwatch meets Counter-Strike, and boy, do they lean heavily into the Counter-Strike. Like, it it actually is just Counter-Strike uh, with, like, some really bad-looking visual effects, but it's if you're into that, it's a fun game. Yeah, I mean, it's got the Overwatch aesthetic, and <laughs> I remember right as soon as I finished uploading, uh, finished recording the, the last Metroid episode, going over the news and everything, yeah, about an hour later, they dropped the release date. I was thinking, shit. <laughs> Yeah, straight up, I'm so fucking bad at Valorant. Like I, I'm bad at it. I, I think shooters in general, like I don't, I don't have my young reflexes anymore. So even like mouse and keyboard, like I can't fucking aim for shit. You're no longer the twelve year old that owns the adults. You're now the adult getting owned by the young twelve year old. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's why I just play like RPGs and like Sims and stuff now. Because like if it comes to a shooter, I'm. Like, if you want me on your Warzone squad, like, prepare to be spending all your money just reviving me, because I'm fucking useless. I mean, fair enough, but, I mean, Valorant, it picked up Steam fast. I mean, I, I think part of it was really how they released their beta keys, knowing that you had to watch the game and get excited to play it, and then you finally get the chance to. Um, it, it worked. Yeah, I, uh, I just... I opened up a Twitch stream, put the volume as low as I possibly could, and then just minimized out of the menu and did other things while that was happening. So I, I did not watch a single round of Valorant before I played it. Yeah, but it, at the very least, though, it definitely, it, it gets, it's different and it gets your attention. True. Also, the rounds in that game are long as fuck and I hate it. Uh, but I mean, it's free to play also, so that helps. It is also free to play, which helps. I don't know how they're going to like... Obviously, they're probably going to sell, like, skins and shit, but I don't think any of that's, like, in the game yet. I mean, it's it's Riot Games. They've obviously supported League of Legends for all these years on a free-to-play basis, so I'm assuming it's cosmetics and things like that. I mean, they know how to do it, obviously. It's been working this whole time. Yeah, Riot's real good at taking fucking people's money. Oh, yeah, they are. Uh, also, uh, there's a rumor going around that there's going to be a digital event for ps5 on june 3rd which is good because uh i need to see the console that is attached to that ugly ass controller yeah i mean i mean i kind of touched on it a little bit last week saying that that sony is claiming okay there's going to be releases uh, announced soon and uh this is kind of hinting towards that i guess it's bloomberg that's reporting it saying that they have knowledge of sony's plans that it's apparently taking place june 3rd um nothing's been officially announced yet it's just kind of just reporting um so that date may or may not change obviously a lot of things are up in the air right now due to the whole covid stuff um but i mean apparently they got a compelling lineup and yeah they gotta announce them with e3 not happening it's it only makes sense to say yeah do it yourself you see the rumors going around about the price for this motherfucker what is it like 4.99 5.99 something like that yeah people are saying five or six ninety nine and i'm just like I certainly hope not. Yep. No, you can get an entry level gaming PC for that. <laughs> yeah. Like straight up, especially like after the, all this like pandemic bullshit, no one is going to want to drop five, $600, like, like six, $700 on a brand new console. I think tops that thing can be is four ninety nine. I mean, we're kind of getting to that point though, where, yeah, that price is a bit inevitable, but man, if, if the Series X is even just like $50 less, that's a huge benefit because, yeah, that money is tight for a lot of people right now. Yeah, and it, like Xbox has a better 
like grip on that because they do that thing where you like finance your console through them basically right so it's like you're not even paying the full lump sum up front i think it would be cool if sony did something like that they won't but it would be cool if they did otherwise like if there's a if there's a fucking 5.99 tag on that ps5 uh, people are going to be real bummed people are going to be real bummed and then it's really that's microsoft chance to, i guess dunk back on the whole last generation um, oh absolutely i mean they've already kind of got a little bit of it just say for instance they're the same price but if microsoft has that oh, i always forget what it's called but that where you get the free upgrade to the next gen version of a game that alone saves oh, you money yeah. so i feel like i mean that's one way they could do it we'll see what happens but yeah apparently june 3rd we're gonna get the first idea i guess we'll come back next week we'll see what's up <laughs> hopefully uh also today for the first time uh we did not miss uh something important even though like what was shown in it wasn't like too monumental uh, today, PlayStation put out their uh, state of play, and it was exclusively on The Last of Us 2. Uh, Keith is still working on that game, so obviously, like, he didn't watch it for fear of, like, spoilers, uh, which I'm happy to say is, like, there's not really too much spoilery stuff in there. I mean, you know, like, I avoided The Last of Us 1 for, like, seven years not getting any hint of what the game was about. I'm not about to reverse this stuff now. Yeah, uh, it's good that there's no spoiler shit in there for the most part. They do touch on like some parts of the story that happen like at the end of the game, but also like not really. Um, most like the a good majority of that video is straight up. They just have like a big extended like gameplay session, like of, of yeah of just gameplay. It looks really fucking good. It's. I'm very excited. It comes out in like what, like a couple weeks now at this point, I think. Yeah, I think like probably from recording three weeks, I would say. Yeah, it comes out super fucking soon. Nineteenth, um, I think, is the date I remember. I don't know. That's just sticking out for some reason. Yeah, that is what they say in the video. It is a. Uh, it is June nineteenth. I'm just like I don't have a calendar up, so I'm not saying like how far that is. But one thing I will say, like about the gameplay that they showed, it's it looks fucking brutal, dude. Brutal. Is there like dismemberment and things like that now? As far as I saw, there wasn't any dismemberment, but it's just like a bunch of like visceral shit. Ellie fucks people up. Dude, Ellie fucks people up in this game. She's my favorite thing about this fucking game, dude. She is badass. Such an insanely good character. And I'm glad that like they made her like the focus of Last of Us 2. Okay, so it's like all eyes on her now? That's what it seems. Um, all the gameplay that they showed was straight up from her perspective. They do show, like, some, like, story stuff from, like, Last of Us 2 in, like, the... Because it's, like, two parts, basically. It's basically, like, some dev commentary, and then the rest of it's, like, the gameplay. They do show, like, Joel a bit in uh, in those, like, what like if you want to call it, like, story, like, cutscenes or whatever. Right. But uh, the gameplay is 100% Ellie. Okay, that's cool. Um... I'm excited for it. I, I'm liking this game a lot, like I mentioned. There's a couple things I want to see, and I have a feeling they're going to do it. I mean, like I said, it, the game itself, it's from last generation, so it's a PS3 game. Obviously, that game, the console didn't have the power and stuff that we're gotten accustomed to now. So I want to see a more vast world, maybe a couple more variety in styles, because, I mean, you've probably played this game a couple times over. The whole world has, except for me at this point. It's very much... Okay, you travel, 
stealth, travel, stealth. It's kind of a repeat pattern. I'd like to see a couple of more like, I guess, puzzle based things. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I think the one thing about like seeing more puzzle based stuff is I think Naughty Dog probably wants to keep it from being too uncharted. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, I, I kind of think a couple things here or there would go a long way because it's very much a way for me. It's way too, I guess, uh, in a pattern, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I can see if that. that makes sense. I can see. I can see that. How? Yeah, you basically have like your combat section, your stealth section, your adventure. Like your, like your quote unquote free roaming where like nothing happens. You just look at how pretty things are. Um, right. I, honestly, I think you might be a little bit disappointed because what they showed in like the gameplay stuff was definitely more of like a combat. Well, they like mixed the stealth and the combat together. But I think it's in more of like a fluid way instead of just being like, oh, this is definitely the part where I just have to sneak around because the clicker will fuck me up immediately or whatever. And yeah. What I think is cool a lot more with The Last of Us 2 is I think they're focusing more on, like, human, not infected people. Like, in that gameplay itself, you don't see us as far... Like, I did, admittedly, I it cut off the last, like, 10 minutes of it because I had to take care of some stuff. But, or the last few minutes of it, not 10 minutes. But um, as far as I, like, they don't show any clickers in it. It's all, like, people. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that they kind of lightly touch on so far in the game is that really they're more scared of the living. Um, Which is the classic zombie story, you know? It's just like, oh, right. what are you more afraid of? Like, you should be more afraid of the living people than, like, the zombies or, in this case, mushroom people. Yeah, the the fungi. Uh, they are not very fun guys. They are not. Just because you're fun guy doesn't mean you're fun guy. They did. One cool thing that they did in like the dev commentary stuff is that they said there were going to be new clicker types. Uh, they only showed one. Uh, it's like basically the boomer from Left 4 Dead. Like it just, you know, the classic zombie game shit. That it, it, it just blows it, up. It explodes into a pile, like a cloud of gas that hurts you. And then yeah, all the spores. Yeah. And they said there was going to be another new type added. They didn't show it. They gave us the tease where it's like, oh, you have to play the game. And then there was like some big scary roar on a black background. So I was like, oh, so it's the tank from Left 4 Dead. In, in <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, the only thing they had was what the runners, the clickers and whatever the one that's like the, I guess, kind of tanky guy. Yeah. But uh, the, the way that this one sounded, it's going to be like this thing. It sounds like it's going to be like big. Okay, I can do that. I mean, the big one right now, I take it out with two Molotovs and I move on. It's too easy. <laughs> yeah. I, again, like the clickers are more of like a ooh, spooky, scary stealth section threat where it's just like, yeah, yeah, they want the emphasis on like the danger to be on the living people. Oh, and I will say this. Um, so one of the things that me and you have talked about is like how good like the AI on Ellie is in, in like the original Last of Us yeah uh they're keeping that up it looks like because you're going to be getting like ai companions with you in portions of last of us 2 and like they actively are like like helping you out like if you're in melee they're using firearms from a distance to help like kill like whatever you're fighting like it looks like they're keeping that strong like ai which is really good because like you mentioned yeah ellie's ai in in last of us one is fucking phenomenal for the time yeah, like you're you're backed up in a corner and she'll just come out, jump on a living person's back and stab him in the neck and say, fuck you. <laughs> That's so tight. Honestly, so good. Ellie's such a good character. 
she is and that's really where this game shines um in in like i said part of it, it it's it's has a pattern but it also uses a lot of it to its advantage by using those slow moments where you're just walking or or cruising on a horse um and they just you just listen to them talk and it just it feels so real you learn about their past and it makes you care about them in ways that a lot of games like this don't really do yeah the characters in last of us have always been like the strongest part of that game i think like the gameplay is like fine or whatever like it, it takes a lot naughty dog obviously takes a lot from uncharted because i mean if it's not broke don't fucking fix it but um yeah the strongest uh part of last uh, excuse me of last last of us is definitely like the characters and like how they're utilized um based on like what i've seen of last of us 2 it's going to carry on like the same theme as like the first last of us is like this is a fucked up world that these people are like living in and the fact that they make these characters so like so real and so good it makes the things that like happen in that world just like fucking devastate you like obviously like a spoiler warning i guess for the last of us because this game came out a thousand years ago at this point uh at the very beginning of the game when joel's daughter gets killed fuck yeah and like just the idea that's like oh okay they're good no they're not <laughs> the way it swerved that on you and i think i texted you saying she's fucking dead <laughs> like holy yeah like as soon as you started the game i was like i i'm gonna be waiting patiently for when he encounters joel's daughter die because i knew you were gonna say something about it and then when i got it i was like that he's been playing this game for like 20 minutes and he's already like in yeah and one of the great things that this i guess franchise now at this point does is it doesn't lay it all out for you you, you kind of just jump right in and you know they have a past and you kind of start learning about it little by little um just little conversations on the side of ellie asking about joel's past and saying like oh well yeah were, were you married and he says like i don't want to talk about this so you know something happened there it doesn't matter what it was but you know something happened and it affected him and that's leading him towards his bond with Ellie that he's going, that he's picking up on throughout the game. And it's just got so many little details that just, it feels so lived in and real. Yeah, which is, it's like partly like the scariest thing about that game because I'm just like, man, these people are going through some shit. This could probably happen at some point. What the fuck? And like now that given like the pandemic situation, I'm just like, oh, yeah. good, The Last of Us is real. Nice. Yeah, I literally, like I said, I'm not kidding. I avoided every single aspect about this game other than the name of it somehow for the past seven years. I had no idea it was like an outbreak, a pandemic that led to this stuff. So as soon as it booted up, I was like, oh shit, really? <laughs> what a time for you to be alive, Keith. Yeah, no kidding. I think it was worth me waiting seven years at this point. You know, especially with like the game, with Last of Us 2 coming out so soon, you're going to be fresh for it. Like, hearing you talk about it, I was like, mm, I should probably play through Last of Us 1 again. It's been it's been a hot minute. Yeah, and I mean, from what I understand, it's a relatively short game. Um, like I mentioned, I, from where I'm at before we were recording, I think I'm like three quarters of the way through. Um, for all those listening, you'll probably instantly be able to know if I was wrong, but I'm kind of where you get to the medical building in the university. Uh, it feels a pretty good way in. I can definitely kind of see a little bit where it's headed in a way. Yeah, uh, this the game definitely gives up its ending like 
long before you get there, I think, which is like one of my like gripes with the game. It's like I I knew what was gonna happen before it got there, but the way that they pull that off at the end, I think, is super satisfying. I'm obviously not gonna say it right now because you haven't gotten there yet, right? But I I think like considering how predictable the payoff is, I think they do a real good job of it. Yeah, well, I'm just going to speak this into reality. Look forward to our Last of Us 2 episode when that drops uh, next month. Oh, absolutely. Uh, getting back into the news here, we're like, wow, I can't believe we talked about... I can, well, I can believe we talked about Last of Us for that long, but I also can't believe we talked about Last of Us for that long. Uh, they added Silent Hill content to Dead by Daylight. Hooray. I mean, the franchise is still alive, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing. It really is. Yeah, I mean, ever since uh, the Silent Hills cancellation, like, I've been wanting more Silent Hill. Like, I was right before we were recording podcasts, I, I told Keith that uh, I still have PT on my PS4. And, like, I, I can't, like, and he was saying, and he's right, I can't get rid of it now. Like, I, I flat out can't. Yeah, no, and I don't think I've ever seen such, like, the life get sucked out of franchise so fast upon that cancellation. Yeah, there's been big ones before, but that was on a whole other scale. The way it dropped was different. The way that set up everything was different. Norman Reedus was awesome. I mean, he still is, but he was too. Um, but I mean, nobody really knew what was going to happen. <laughs> it's been obviously Konami was doing different things. And this is the first kind of crumb of Silent Hill that's been out for a while. I mean, I, I, I'll take whatever I can get at this point that's not Konami actively trying to ruin their franchises. Like, at playing games for as long as I, I have been, like, throughout my life, I'm used to, like, cancellations and shit like that. Fuck, man. Silent Hill's getting canceled, like, hurt me. Yeah, it, it, hit, it hit different that time. Um, just the way they dropped the PT and everything like that, and it was revealed in the end, and it became... It, it kind of... It sounds like it was basically if a creepypasta was real <laughs> is how that kind of yeah. played out yo straight up i haven't like like horror games or whatever like i like a good jump scare like you know like i like dumb stupid ass horror movies that like like oh it's like ah oh, loud noise it turns out it was a cat and shit like that you know like i i like that love insidious yes <laughs> honestly great great series not that last one though but whatever it um, exists like i like that corny shit like and, like, looking back on, like, older Silent Hill games, like, Pyramid Head is kind of corny shit, but, like, I liked the Silent Hill movies. I feel like I'm in the minority there. Like, I don't think they're bad. I mean, they're actually pretty faithful adaptations that did... I, I think yeah. they did a good job. Yeah, it's like, I don't hate those movies. Do I think they're masterpieces? Like, absolutely fucking not. But, like, I... Like, if I... I, I will go watch one of the Silent Hill movies and I think they're fine. Uh, PT, like, I had fucking sweaty palms, like, I was shaking a little bit, like, the first time you see Lisa, the, uh, the, the spooky lady in that, like, holy fuck, dude, Silent Hill made me, like, Silent Hills, PT, made me feel, like, genuine fucking fear, like, I, I, I don't know if it was, like, the setting of just, like, it being, like, the whole thing taking place in this, like, claustrophobic hallway in this house, it was, like, that mixed with, like, the audio, like, it was fucked up and like i went i ended up later on going through like all those steps to see like the norman reedus ending and you when you find out it's the silent hill game right and i was like and once i did all that i was like fuck man like i can't wait for this to come out and it feels like at, like not long after i said that they were just like oh yeah not happening sorry and i was like oh yeah it was all that just 
for it to get dropped. I mean, it sucks, but I mean, Dead by Dead, it's a popular game. It's, I, if I had to guess, it's probably them kind of testing the waters to see, is there still interest? And the answer is probably yes, because it's trending. I think it's last I saw was the number two or three video on YouTube. So, yeah, a green light to everything that they're doing with that one. Um, side note before we move on from Silent Hill, did, was the first one ever remade or remastered? Um, so Konami I, put out like that like pack of like remade games and they like fucking butchered all of them. So, right, I, I remember they did that. Um, but I want to say if I remember, it was just two and three. Um, I might just be See, totally I, off I on thought, that. I thought it was the, the first three, but then I don't fucking know. Well, think of, uh, the way I see it, they were too early to remake those games because Resident Evil shows those games would be a hit if they're remade now. I I feel like if Konami gave the Silent Hill franchise to like, uh, like a publisher or developer that gave a shit, they could do some wild things with that with that franchise. Yeah, I mean, hey, for all we know, the Dead by Day, that might be the start of it, kind of seeing it spread out into into the world again. Only time will tell. Like everything else. Uh, up next in news, uh, word came down from on high to probably no one's surprise, uh, BlizzCon got canceled this year, uh, pandemic related. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody is surprised at all like every other gaming related thing got canceled uh every other everything yeah and like sure like of course it like of course it got canceled um so obviously it's probably like too last minute for them to do something like on day and date of blizzcon so that's why it's like floating around that blizzard's looking to uh probably do something virtual for 2021 which could be cool so maybe like something like february march you get like an earlier digital blizzcon which would be cool. yeah that's kind of what they're hinting at what a big year for blizzcon for blizzcon to not go through i mean like we're saying e3's got the whole next gen drops that that's not happening but i mean blizzard themselves got what diablo 4 probably more details than overwatch 2 because this is the year they probably originally meant to showcase it <laughs> and then yeah, shadowlands man. Yeah, Shadowlands is supposed to be dropping this year, so I don't know if that's like what their last hurrah to like show it before they get it out the door. But yeah, it's like D Diablo Four, Sh uh, Shadowlands, Overwatch Two, like man, <laughs> that that sucks. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is probably the year they originally meant to show Overwatch Two, but then it leaked, and they said, "Oh shit, we got to make this get together like we know what we're doing." So they put that quick little trailer out. This this is probably the year that they were going to go all out with it and kind of really like, you know, cut the ropes and say, this is our game. And it would have been a big one. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing else we can say about it either right now. I mean, it's no. like like what they announced it today or yesterday. Like, Yeah, something like that. I think it might have been today even. Um, yeah. So like I... It'll just be interesting to see like what ends up coming out in the in spring of next year or whenever yeah. they decide to do their their digital event. Yeah, this kind of plays into a, basically a whole episode of the main one last time, where this is all new territory, and what one company does now is what other companies are gonna copy and go forward because that's just the new way it is almost. Yeah, pretty much. Um, one last news item before we get into the main part of our show. Uh, literally right before we started recording uh 
Square announced the uh, Japanese release date for the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remaster, which is August 27th. So the US version probably gonna come around somewhere around that, hopefully. Um, I hope it does. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is like one of my favorite in like the whole Final Fantasy franchise. Um, it's a good game. Can't wait for that to come out. Can't wait to play that with all my friends on the Switch and PC. Yeah, we'll just have to see when the U.S. one is the U.S. release date. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they launch that soon. But I think uh, I think they try to keep the release dates pretty close together. So I probably not long after the the twenty seventh of August we'll get it. I hope. Yeah, hope. Speaking of hope, a new hope. Whoa. Was that a... Yeah, we're talking we're we're talking Star Wars. We're talking a lot of Star Wars today. Yeah, so uh we decided to do a big Star Wars episode given that uh we couldn't think of anything else to do and also uh we have both respectively finished Fallen Order recently. So we've just been talking a lot of Star Wars, like Rebels, no, not Rebels, Clone Wars. I mean, I'll talk Rebels. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that either. Uh, Clone Wars just finished up. Uh, Everyone, I feel, is still kind of talking about The Mandalorian uh, because it's really good. And there's a lot of news dropping on that. There's a lot of news dropping on The Mandalorian. Uh, Shout out Boba Fett. Um, But yeah, we're we're, we're talking Star Wars, and I figured... uh, since it's the freshest thing for both of us, we're going to go in on Fallen Order right now. Um, so this is going to be your spoiler warning. I'm going to probably put timestamps in the uh, notes for this show. So, you know, just look at that if you want to avoid spoilers. But also, this game came out, like, last year, right? Like yeah, that. yeah, it was it was last year. So it's been out for a while. I mean, I'm sure it's been talked about already, but we haven't gotten the chance to. So this is our chance to for for a bit. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna like do the whole rest of the episode of this. We got we got a lot to talk about, but yeah. So, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I have some thoughts about this game, uh, Keith. I don't know if you want to go first because I feel like you're a, you're a bit more positive on this game than I am. I am. I've, I definitely know I liked it more, and I think part of that is really just because I'm a huge canon junkie, and this game is loaded with it. <laughs> um, so the gameplay kind of took a little bit of a back step. I think the gameplay, it was good. Um, not great. It definitely isn't the, the Sekiro or, or uh, Dark Souls that, that it wants to be. But I liked it for the story that it told and how much it really dug into that. Because that's probably its shining light in the game. That did it for me. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that and say the straight up the best part of this game is the story. Like this is like, I wish this had been a, like a Star Wars movie or like a mini series instead of the game that it is because, um, Cal Kestis is such an interesting character. Like, I like him a lot, and I, I just think like the whole the whole bit of like the ninth sister, the se- the second sister, like him trying to recover his lost force powers that were like shut away from him like it's it's real good it's like that typical like schlocky star wars shit that i like um and man it it goes some places it's really good uh it does and if 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 those are the things of the story that you liked about it i got a show i gotta tell you you should watch called star wars rebels because that's where a lot of this game came from to be honest 
yeah, I got a, I got a lot of Star Wars TV to catch up. On, <laughs> yeah, you do. But um, yeah, definitely. As see, Keith looks at this looks, looked at this game as definitely more of like the Star Wars guy. I looked at this game more of like the guy that plays uh, way too many fucking video games. Yeah, a little so, bit of a different perspective on it. Yeah, so um, the 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 way this game plays is not great uh movement little clunky combat super clunky i think they, that the parry timing on some of those attacks like i felt like i parried certain shit perfectly and then i still got fucking hit so it's like uh that could have been worked on a bit um yeah it just the whole time i was playing it like i i kept trudging through because like there were times where i was like man i think i'm done with this game and then something cool would happen, and they'd be like, okay, you got me back in. You got me a fucking double-bladed lightsaber. Let's go. Oh, I can split the lightsaber into two now? Let's go. Like, cool shit like that would happen. And then I would have to play the game, and then be like, ah, fuck. They got me. Um, also, uh, if I have to do... If I, if I ever play a game where I have to do one more fucking sliding section, I will straight up off Dude, this game has the worst sliding section out of almost any game I've played. They're bad. Yo, that shit straight up sucks. Yeah, it's basically, it's the equivalent of Floaty Samus. <laughs> you move and it just takes forever. Oh, and like, there's so many. There's so many. Why? Like, Zepho, the first, for those of you that don't know, the first planet you go to is called Zepho. It's all one big sliding section. That's all it is. That, that, that planet is 90% sliding section and 10% walking around. And it's massive. Yeah, I fucking... That's like, I think that's like the worst part of that game for me. Like, I straight up was getting like mad. I would look at my map and see like the amount of sliding that I had done. And I'd be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, the sliding is definitely a bad mechanic. Um, I'm a little more optimistic on the actual gameplay for it. I think the gameplay, it's good. It's not great. And for the game that needs to be, yeah, it should be tighter. It should be more um, controlled. And this wasn't that. But it's also the first entry to the series which they did announce that this is the first in a franchise so hopefully these are things that they can definitely tie it up on because it's a solid first entry it's not i guess uh, a masterpiece but it's definitely a good star wars game it's a step in the right direction and it's a good look at where the franchise could go um when you got a franchise named star wars jedi you can do a lot with it because there's literally anything you can do with a freaking jedi at this point also another thing that i'll say because i don't like i don't want to end on like something negative about it is like fuck this game looks so goddamn good yeah that was the big part it, it's good looking the planets are vibrant there's it, it fits everything into star wars whether it be just talking to to saw who you, we know from clone wars and rebels and and Rogue One, it, it's Forrest Whitaker. It's him, and he looks awesome, and he fits right into all pretty much. He's on what Kashyyyk, right? Uh, yeah, he's on Kashyyyk. Yeah, like he fits right in and exploring Kashyyyk. It looks basically just like how we saw in, in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that game looks fucking fucking phenomenal. Like everything from like facial features to like the like mouth movements and everything. I was just like, wow. I see where they put their effort, where they where the effort went into on this game, and honestly, like I, it's hard for me to be mad about it. Like, 
it's hard for it like i am still upset that like it doesn't play as well as i would want it to but it's hard for me to be upset when it looks that good at the same time i don't know if that makes any sense but also what one uh one last thing i will say about it too is uh this game straight up has the scariest Darth Vader I have ever seen in a fucking video game. When he shows up, it's so satisfying. Uh, seeing it's a second sister, right? That was a uh, Trilla. Yes. Yeah. Seeing like her fear, even though she works directly with him. Um, do you know like kind of I guess the Inquisitor, um, I guess initiative and what all that entailed too much, or is it pretty much limited to just this game? It's basically limited to just this game. Again, like my Star Wars knowledge is basically limited to uh, mainline movies. At and this the point, Mandalorian. Because, yeah. Yeah, because of new canon, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so just a little bit of backstory. The Inquisitors were actually introduced in Rebels. Um, and they're kind of, it fits right into the game. They're assigned to take out any remaining Jedi that survived Order 66. Um, so that's their main thing. And in one of the Darth Vader series, I think it was the 2017 run by Charles Soule. Um, who's, it's a very good series. Charles Soule is one of my favorite writers. They were basically assigned to Darth Vader. So they work directly with him uh, and they report to him all the stuff that they do. So it's not like it's her first interaction with him. She knows Vader. She knows what he's capable of. And this time seeing the fear in her eyes that it was turning on her, it's cool for the game. But if you followed Rebels and if you read the comic series, you get that so much more deep layers of satisfaction that and that's to me what I love about Star Wars, because it all lays right out in front of you. And you know her history with him and you know why she's afraid uh, because she's seen it firsthand. And this time it's on her. Yeah, and as someone who's just like now that uh, we're going to talk about this later, but now that like basically everything cool that i thought was cool about star wars was uh ripped from the canon by the uh by the mouse by the hands of disney um yeah so, so someone who's basically like a star wars noob is like oh yeah like darth vader is like the coolest shit like my familiar with darth vader is like you know uh what i know of him at the end of the original trilogy where he's like make where he makes peace with luke right so that's like my right. lasting like impression of darth vader so seeing him ha as this fucking merciless like just straight up motherfucker i was like oh yeah like he mean business yeah and the fact that like they kind of made it that, that chase sequence and he's just he's around the corner from you like you're running out of your hauling ass and that's yeah that's the cool vader and i love i love that they didn't make it a boss fight i love that it's just like this like survival horror like run for your life thing because you know that you can't fight him like he will kick your ass right it's not a boss fight but also at the same time i mean vader knows of cal's existence now and i guess siri also i mean he knows of him that that's your room for a sequel i mean you could be a game trying to do whatever you need to do while vader's hot in your tails um there's there's room there for for more on this and like i said jedi uh is a new franchise this was about cal's trauma with order 66 and kind of regaining himself there's a new game he's got himself now what do you do next vader that's really i see i see it right there yeah i not knowing now that they're gonna like have like a make a series out of this uh it makes me a little bit more optimistic 
and as like someone who likes to play a lot of video games and has played a lot of like Dark Souls and stuff like that, I hope they can like update the combat a little bit to make it play a little bit better because it's like it's almost a, it's almost a great game. Uh, yeah. But I as someone who just like likes playing video games as well as like experiencing like story and like visuals and stuff, they they needed to do way more to make that game like not clunky and they need the, no more sliding please god yeah no. yeah definitely definitely i mean at the same time though i mean with a like i said a franchise named star wars jedi you can put any subtitle on there and it could almost be an anthology series so whether you see more of cal whether they do another game in between and then go to cal it's star wars they can do just wacky shit and make it work um and just tell different stories i mean there was what like ten thousand jedi at the time of order 66 even if one percent survived that's like a hundred jedi there's more stories to be, to be told somewhere along the whole galaxy so whether it be anthology or picking up with cal's story i'm on board uh, i think it was a solid entry i think it's good uh groundwork for what's to come yeah i will definitely play sequels to this whether it's an anthology or just continuing cal's story um it's a good i think this game is like a good indicator of like where star wars games are now and like where they're gonna go in the future um, yeah so it's it's really cool to see like a game like that because i know like like we have a section here just like we're going to talk a little bit about star wars games like past present future like what to expect i think like you can expect more stuff like similar to jedi fallen order and then um that's basically like the present star wars as well like we're getting like these like cool adventure games but i think i would like to see uh, a bit more variety because I think that's where Star Wars strength was in games like in the past like we had your Jedi Knight you had your you had your KOTOR you had your TIE Fighter you had your Republic Commando you had like fucking Super Star Wars like you had all that shit and I feel like now we're just getting a lot of like between like this and like you have games like Force Unleashed you're getting a lot of like the uh, quote unquote like adventure games but it's like you can do so much more with Star Wars I think than just that yeah I definitely think so um I mean, if you really think about it, probably one of the most consistent, strong Star Wars games are the Lego Star Wars franchise. Surprisingly, yes. Um, I mean, Battlefront was once a mighty part of the Star Wars franchise. Um, that kind of took a turn, but then also kind of took a turn again with Battlefront 2 getting corrected like a motherfucker. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. We had a big variety in game types. As of right now, really, we only had two ever since the mouse took over. Yeah, I think that's one thing I would like to see in, like, upcoming Star Wars games is, like, more variety. Like, I like, like, there's nothing wrong with playing as, like, the singular Jedi, just, like, going around fucking shit up. But, I don't know. I, I need, I need more. Uh, I, I feel like all these games are going to start running together at some point. Like, at what, at what point does, like, the Force Unleashed become indistinguishable from Fallen Order, you know? Yeah, I mean, really, the main thing with Force Unleashed was like it did this crazy shit with the Force, and Fallen Order definitely kind of kept it more, uh, I guess, grounded. Um, and I guess canon, that's really the only other separation between the two. Sure. Um, but I mean, like Republic Commando, that was a game that had the story. It got you so like involved in this team of clones, and I'm so glad the Clone Wars brought them into the canon. Even if it's like a three-second cameo, they exist somewhere. And I hope this story gets told again in some capacity. Yeah, I would I would pay fat fucking money for like a full-on remake of Republic Commando. 
uh, we're going to start talking here about like good and bad Star Wars games throughout the years. Um, so if we're going to start off with good games, like Republic Commando definitely makes that short list. Fucking awesome game story wise. It plays insanely well. Like it's a really good shooter. Um, Jam packed with just like the guns feel good. Like movement feels good. And it's like, it's an old game at this point. So and like, I played it recently and I was like, damn, this shit still is good. Yeah. I mean, other than just old polygonal, typical, was it first Xbox? Um, Something like that. Uh, it, it, everything about it really does hold up the story. It sucks you in. And because they were involved in Clone Wars, I feel like there's room for that story. It might not be the same story we know. I kind of hope it is. I don't think, I don't, recall anything in it i haven't played it since years and years but i don't recall anything that contradicts what's current canon so i don't see why not just should just remaster the game make it canon as is go yeah i i would i would love to see them do something with republic commando again because what what a goddamn game that is like that is what i feel like a lot of shooters try to be because like with most shooters it's like cool the shooting feels good and everything like your call of duty but like the campaign or the story is kind of like it's like okay at best whereas like this one i was just like damn they did a good story and they did good shooting let's go like fucking even halo can't do that most of the time and that game is very similar and where it's like yeah story is just as important as the shooting yeah that's actually right what i was about to mention we brought it up right before i did uh it was very reminiscent of the original of the original halo except this one is just uh with a, with a lovely Star Wars skin over it. Yeah, it really is. Um, it kind of reminds me of, I guess, ODST with Star Wars. I could see that. Yep, that, that it's it's a good game. Um, that'd probably be... If there was a game that I think could be directly translated over into new canon and just say, yep, here it is, that's probably the one. Um, I don't think they will because the way they've done the new canon is... Uh, there's definitely a lot of stuff in what's now dubbed as Legends, all the older stuff, that's sprinkled into the new canon in a new way. Um, some of it's pretty cool, actually. Um, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll kinda, we kind of have it prefaced out where we're talking about the Legends for a bit. I'll, I could, I'll go there. Speaking of fucking Legends, uh, let's talk about... Legendary game? Legend, legendary series of games that were removed, that were scrubbed from canon and moved to the Legends when Disney took over. Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. Straight up, some of the best, not even just like the best like RPGs, just straight up, not even best Star Wars games, just straight up, some of the best games I have ever played. Knights of the Old Republic 2 is kind of uh, sus on quality at certain points, but for sure, KOTOR 1 is a legendary game. It is, I mean... At this point, everybody knows the Revan and Nihilus story. Um, it's it's riveting. It's Star Wars and all its glory, and it takes place so far before everything that it doesn't really matter once you come to a New Hope's time. So you can do. I mean, even Phantom Menace time. That's obviously before. It, you can do almost whatever with that time period, and that's what this game did. Yeah, that's that's why I like the Old Republic is that it's basically just like this is this is where you can be like you can do whatever the fuck you want because this is like before anything happened. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you had seen this, but the visual guide for Rise of Skywalker um, mentioned that 
all of uh, spoilers for rise of skywalker it's on disney plus you've seen it by now um if you have it what are you doing yeah i mean finish the franchise i don't care how much you may or may not like it just finish the franchise god damn it um all of uh palpatine's fleets are named after a different sith lord so there is a fleet basically named after revan so revan exists in star wars may it be the revan we know i mean i'm probably say if they're gonna go that far yes they'll might eventually tell that story it might be a while but revan exists so they definitely pulled that part of this game into canon um they also did a little bit in rebels actually too um they got the hammerhead ships that were in kotor one and yeah they brought it into rebels and then um during rogue one actually but the way without spoiling too much in rogue one you see them used to destroy that um that barrier over Scarif. Oh, okay. Or to like knock the, the the Star Destroyer into it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. In Rebels, they basically show the mission that steals them for the Rebellion. And Oh, nice. And what's cool is that that episode came up before Rogue One, so it, was, it seemed like a cool kind of filler episode. And then you see Rogue One, it's like, oh shit, those are the same ones they stole in this other series. Oh shit, that's cool. And that's, the, to me, the, the strong part of the canon, the synergy between the two. So they're pulling, that's where I kind of mentioned, they're pulling a couple things from different legend stories, even KOTOR, and giving them a new spin into the current canon in some pretty cool ways. KOTOR as a whole, I don't think that can be put into the new canon as it is because it's a decision-based game and that's kind of hard to kind of say this is the official definitive story if you make yeah. different choices that veer from that. Well... In a lot of games where they, like they do decision based things, like even like not Star Wars related, they say that these are the choices that are canon. Like you yeah. can deviate from it however you want to play, but this is the canon playthrough. Like they've done that for like Mass Effect, they've done that for a bunch of games where like this is the official canon, whether you deviated for fun, whatever, who cares? It's your game played however you want, but this is canon. Yeah, and that'd probably be the only way. I, I think I wanna say I think in recent years they did a choose your own adventure book. Um, and I think that's what they did. So yeah, they very well could do that for KOTOR. Um, it's, I guess that's the only way they could do that for KOTOR. Um, Probably. Yeah, I don't see any other way. But other than that though, I mean, that doesn't take away from the fact that these games were ahead of the time. That's what happened. That's what led to Mass Effect. Um, the fact that these games exist. Yeah, KOTOR definitely made like Bioware, the studio that they, uh, would eventually become and then no longer be um <laughs> I but i think i think one final thing i will say about kotor before we move on specifically for the first one um i played the original kotor when it uh originally came out on my fucking big fat og xbox and um man that twist that you are revan was like yeah. fucking insane just seeing everybody in those little like capsules and you get to decide what happens with them like yeah and that's what star wars needs as a whole right now because we haven't gotten that for a while yeah as much as like i like the new star like the the most recent trilogy they're very much by the book stories i think whereas like they were maybe they were besides the last jedi yeah, well, well, people have their opinions on that fucking movie, but yeah, fuck them. Uh, they are wrong. But um, yeah, I feel like 
definitely before Disney took over, Star Wars was willing to, willing to take fucking risks. Like, I love the notion of, like, you could have been this paragon of light and goodness of the Force in KOTOR 1, and then the fucking twist drops on you that you were the fucking evil guy the whole time. Like, well, that sounds dumb, but, like, when you think about it, like, that was that was a huge twist for that game because it was just, like, you were actively playing against the the one character that everyone was, like, fucking afraid of the entire game. It, and it was hard to do because... I mean, like I said, you're playing that character and he has to be executed in a way that you don't see it coming, even though you're the one doing it. And I think they pulled it off. I had I had no fucking idea. Like when they dropped it on me, I was I just remember being like, like my young mind at that time was like, I, I, I could not handle the reveal. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was like basically Vince McMahon saying it was me, Austin, the whole time. That's a reference I don't understand, but sure. Yeah, that, that, it fits. We'll go with it. Um, so moving on from KOTOR, a uh, couple of other like good games are the Jedi Knight, uh, Jedi Academy, and Jedi Outcast games. These are like the good, like you know, the the, the classic adventure games. You know, they're just good fucking games, right? And these are the ones I haven't played, so I'm not really too familiar with these ones. It, from what I understand, is it after uh, Return of the Jedi? Is that the way these played out? Yes, I believe so. Um, the good thing is, though, I I know they put Jedi Knight. I think it's Outcast onto Switch recently. I so think Academy's that, coming too, actually. So if, if that's coming out too, then even better because they'll be available to play. I know for a fact that both are on Steam because I own both of them on Steam. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I, I don't really have anything to say about that about them. They're just they're just good games. It's been so long since I've played both of them that I really like can't formulate thoughts on them right now. Um, another one that's like in a similar vein is like Tie Fighter, which like this is like kind of the shit that I like. Like I like space games. I like flying around in a spaceship and fucking shooting shit. That's what Tie Fight Tie Fighter is. Uh, they basically took the Wing Commander formula. For those of you that don't know and that are young, uh, Wing Commander is a game where you uh, fly around in a spaceship in space and you shoot things from the view of your cockpit except now you do it from the view of a tie fighter and it's sick it's real fun you should play it yeah also on steam because i own that on steam also and one thing uh, i'm just trying to get you to watch rebels and clone wars um in rebels there's a lot of scenes where there's tie fighters and they straight up use the pov from the tie fighter game and just throw it into this kind of nice glossy uh cg animated world it's pretty tight beautiful yeah yeah it's uh I, I need it. Like I, like I said, man, I got to catch up on my fucking Star Wars TV. I got an, I don't know how good I'm going to do with that, though. I got a free trial for an HBO Max subscription today, so we'll see where that goes. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so, of course, like, not every uh, Star Wars game is good. A lot of them are, in fact, uh, bad. Uh, I think, like, you know, there's, like, Masters of Terrace Kasi, Terrace Kasai, however you want to pronounce that. The fighting game that they put out that fucking sucks shit. Everyone knows that one is like bad. There's like the license games that are like, when has the license game ever been good besides like Spider Man 2? I mean, the license one, I think the only ones I played were probably on like the Game Boy Advance. And even then, just, I mean, I guess it was fine at best. I mean, when you're younger, you don't like. You kind of don't care. Yeah, you don't care. It's just like, oh, cool, I got a new video game. And even if you're bad at it or it sucks, you're kind of just like, oh, whatever. I got this video game. When it would suck is like if you didn't get it as a gift and you like use your fucking weekend Hollywood video rental and you got a fucking stinker. Yeah, that, that part did suck. 
but i think like some of the more interesting games like you touched like quote-unquote bad games like you touched on battlefront earlier um, i know they did a lot of work turning around battlefront 2 but when that game launched and also was was rope the first battlefront the, the first new battlefront into this also um wow those were disasters i mean it changed the industry for the better with the whole loot box thing now you literally see it being law to release information on loot boxes now yeah which like the fact that this got like government involved is like fucking insane it's just a testament to uh just how bad ea is like i think that's like, ea is and just, capitalism like, yeah definitely it as we talk about this multi-billion dollar franchise absolutely but like someone like even someone like me who like i don't really have beef with loot boxes like i don't care like a lot of people like bitch about them and like they don't like them like i understand where that where they're coming from but like like i don't care about overwatch loot boxes like i don't i don't have any like urge to like buy skins or whatever like if i get one cool if i have extra money yeah, i'll toss a few bones and some loot boxes i play a lot of mobile games i'll be the first one to admit that sometimes like i'll buy gems in some dumb fucking game to like get shit you know but the way they were doing it in battlefront 2 was just like fucking oppressive yeah like literally making it almost impossible and having to grind like 60 hours into a game to unlock a character that you can buy is just insane um like, like if loot boxes, like you said, Overwatches, cosmetics, um, emotes, uh, things like that. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You want to speed that up? I don't care. It doesn't change anything. You're literally locking a character behind it and saying, no, we didn't. You just have to play the game more and making it almost unbearable to do. Yeah, no, that's not cool. <laughs> and see, it's like, and like locking characters behind like grinding doesn't bother me. Like, that's fine. If it was like, oh, play for 60 hours and you unlock fucking like, Dak or whoever the fuck you know but like you know i don't want to play 2000 hours to unlock darth goddamn vader like yeah I the main ass character that you want to play with like yo i like like come on man like the uh, and the ones that are the most popular are obviously the ones that took the longest to unlock to the point where it's just like yo straight up i don't give a shit like i, I flat out don't yeah, and that's where all the major rework came in. From what I understand, it's actually, I heard it's a fun game now. I haven't actually dipped back into any of it because, I mean, time and so many other games. But I've heard great things. I've heard a lot of people saying the online is fun. Um, I do eventually want to play the story just because, like I said, I'm a canon junkie. So I, I can probably just grab that game, use, and just kind of go right through it. Yeah, someone who's not a canon junkie, I will say that that story mode's not good. I think I just want to be the historian on it, <laughs> to be honest. Sure, that makes sense. I heard it's not a long story either, so I mean, I have no problem just kind of blasting that one out. Uh, one that you cannot blast out anymore, unfortunately, is uh, another quote-unquote bad game, but also a good game, uh, Star Wars Galaxies. I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with this one, Keith. Not too much, to be honest. All right, so... I'm, I'm the resident MMO guy on the podcast. I did play Galaxies for like a short while, but kind of fell off of it because, you know, uh, World of Warcraft. But so Star Wars Galaxies, I think, did everything right at first. There was like a fucking mystique to everything. Like it felt like you were in the Star Wars universe. 
Like, first off, nobody could play as a Jedi at first. Nobody. You legit had to do, like, these, like, insane fucking hidden trials to become a Jedi. Like, it was insane, and it's it was so fucking cool. Like, you would just read about it. Like, you know, like, and if you saw a Jedi walking around, you'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, that motherfucker has been playing for 800 years or something. Like, it had the gravity that you would, like, want, that you would expect, like, being a Jedi would be, you know? Like, right someone who undergoes like training and trials and finally unlocks their latent force abilities and can become a Jedi Knight. Like that shit's sick. And then they released this thing called the NGE, which is the new game experience for the uninitiated. Ew. And like they just uh they just made Jedi a class. Like you could just be a Jedi. So it's just like underwhelming. Well yeah and it's just like if if it's that easy, like why would you want to be anything else? Like I think Old Republic has done it right where they like they make each class like distinct enough to where like you could justify like not being the Jedi character that like, you could be like the the bounty hunter or the imperial trooper or whatever you know like they make it worth your while but in this game where like the Jedi's were the Jedi were like far and away like the most powerful class why the fuck would you want to play anything else like why would you want to be gunman when you could be lightsaber dude you know Right, and, and that's kind of a thing Kotor does too. I mean, it definitely, there's really no benefit to pick being a gunslinger in that game. So, but it sounds like this one kind of really doubled down on that. Yeah, like it, it made it so where it was like, it was like people got pissed, especially, you know, who especially got pissed is like you fuck over the people that literally dedicated themselves in real life to becoming that Jedi in game. Like, cool you did all this work fuck you you can pick it from the menu at the beginning now right so it's just like it's another like it's like a reverse ea thing where it's like it started off fucking so strong and then was just like nah let's just shoot ourselves in the foot yeah and then it's just like eventually like people stop playing and then star wars galaxies shut down like it it, it died a sad mmo death which sucks. It sucks that like that happens. I'm like I feel like an MMO like ceasing to exist is like this like weird like existential pain to me. Like I don't know why, but like it sounds a lot more painful than just like something like you know, just like you can just play your other games, you know what I mean? Like no like if if fucking EA goes under, you can still boot up your copy of Fallen Order anytime you want, you know? Right. Fucking Star Wars Galaxies doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> It, it never happened. It's a myth. Yeah, it's 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 a legend. Just like the Jedi. Removed from canon. <laughs> um, the last of like the quote unquote bad games, I kind of put this one up as a goof because it made me mad. Uh, Pod Racer. <laughs> I was just really fucking bad at it. Yo, that game has some loose controls, but it was fun. And I'm specifically not talking about arcade versions. I'm talking about the dumbass N64 version right like i remember being like so pumped because as much like looking back retrospectively i think uh the prequel trilogy gets an undeserved bad rap like i think like they do some sus decisions like the whole midichlorian thing as opposed to like the force being like this weird like latent mystical energy in the world right. almost like a, a religion-based thing like midichlorians are fucking dumb but when i first saw fan like phantom menace I was all in on pod racing, man. That shit looks sick as fuck. Dude, and I remember 
putting so much time into that game only just to do the tattooing uh, race over and over again because that was the one I knew from the movie. That, that's all that mattered. Yeah, that's like cool, but it it plays like shit. So it's just like, oh, good, great. And then when they would like have the arcade version, I'd be like, oh, this is what they wanted to do, huh? But then they had to put it on an N64. Like, Yeah, but I mean, the game, it's been revitalized. It's, uh, I believe it's already out on the Switch. I know it was coming to Switch, but I believe it's already out. I think it's out. I haven't checked the eShop in a minute, but I'm pretty sure like I was just like scrolling through one day and I was like, oh, they put Podracer on here, huh? I'm never playing that. Yeah, I mean, for anyone that's interested in Star Wars history, there you go. Uh, I, I was just going to go on record before we proceed. Uh, I will always say I am a Phantom Menace apologist. I go back and forth on it. I generally like the movie a lot more. I, I've always said it's probably the best three-act movie, you know, self-contained story out of all the prequels. But this last time we saw it, I don't know, it just didn't hit the same way. I just like Qui-Gon Jinn as a character a lot. Oh, Qui-Gon Jinn was undoubtedly one of the best Jedi. He should have been in the Mace Windu role. Oh, for sure. Like, he's, like, like Liam Neeson, great actor. Just like, But Qui-Gon is just, like, a character, like, in, its, in his entirety. So good. Yeah, like, him and Ahsoka, to me, should have been what the Jedi really were those that have seen the light and the dark been tested by both and able to come through yeah that's a jedi makes for good storytelling it does it does speaking of storytelling it's time for keith to kick off about the stories that have been removed from star wars canon uh, all of them <laughs> everything uh yeah essentially i mean it's been well documented disney bought lucasfilm in, i think it was 2012 and said all right we're doing this over and at first it was insane just think holy shit that's a lot of stories just gone um but one of the things that stuck out to me when they did that was when they said these will not be dubbed under the moniker of legends and the way they said there's always truth to legends and that stuck out to me i was thinking okay that's very peculiar and I kind of already mentioned it on here. What they've done is they've taken aspects of what's now Legends of the old expanded universe, and they sprinkled it in throughout the current canon and created and created this new canon with it. And it's I love when Star Wars is massive, and they're going to get there again. I mean, it's been eight years. It's not at the same level that it was, but they've done a lot in those eight years. And eventually, once they kind of hit that 30 years worth of storytelling, it might get there again. But this time, it'll be way more, I guess, synergy between the two. Like I said, little ways where, okay, you have Saw as a character who is in, introduced in Clone Wars. And then it comes out in Rogue One, and then comes out in Rebels, and now is in Fallen Order. And seeing his story across multiple mediums, it's really cool and really satisfying for those that do that. Now, unfortunately, you kind of do need to do all that to really get the full picture of Star Wars and I kind of appreciate it as a master storytelling because on its own, not a lot of it hits the same way. Um, yeah, that's kind of the main, I guess, attack pattern that Disney's done with the kind of re-bringing in Legends. They've done a couple cool things. Um, but really, to me, one of the biggest omissions is Shadow of the Empire. Um, did you play that or read that or do any of 
Shadow of the Empire when all that was kicking off? Um, so, fuck, is Shadow of the Empire the N64 game? Yeah, it was a book. I want to see a radio story. Um, oh, you know what? I'm thinking of Dark Forces. But yeah, Shadow of the Empire was a video game too. And essentially, it, it was between um, Empire and Return of the Jedi. And it basically told that story. Um, missing Han, so they gave Dash uh, Rendar, who is basically not Han, <laughs> in here. Okay, him. yes. Uh, okay, I, I know what game we're talking about now. Dash Rendar. Yep, got it. Yeah, with the Outrider. Um, I mean, Dash was cool. Um, but like things like that, it's just it's a big chunk that just didn't happen. It's weird. And they're kind of going in and telling in a new story of what happened between Empire and Return of the Jedi in the Marvel comics uh, right now. And it's weird going into it knowing, okay, this isn't what I knew. This is something totally different. But I want to see, okay, all that legends, what's the truth behind them? How are they bringing this into the new canon? And I feel like Dash is a, one of those characters that they can do something with. Yeah, it would be cool to see them like bring a lot of that stuff in. But I'm just like a salty motherfucker and want like all the old Republic to be like back. Right, and that's that's the hard part. I mean, obviously they've got a ton of new movies planned. Um, I think they've got like two trilogies at this point, and a couple other stuff, and obviously Disney Plus. Um, so, when I say the old Republic might come back in a way that we're not familiar with, it might just be a whole ass movie series or something along those lines. Um, who knows? And at this point, there's a lot they can do now that they've already kind of capped off all of Skywalker. Saga. Bro, you know how much you know how hard it shit my pants if like they just dropped this, an old Republic trilogy or something like that. Good God! I mean, they kind of go in there. Okay, so with the legends, they've wiped old Republic, and the farthest they've gone back now, they've definitely mentioned you know how all this started ten thousand years before uh, A New Hope, yada yada yada. Um, but the next era of storytelling that they're doing is the High Republic. So it's about 200 years before Phantom Menace. It's basically the peak of the Jedi and whatever caused them to kind of start their downward trend of, I guess, hubris. That's kind of what led to the downfall of them. So they, they, yeah, Jedi, th Jedi think they're big dick motherfuckers. Yeah, looking at you, Mace, you're cool, but you're also like, I guess, okay, when girls say men are trash, I think of Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got the right, like, intention, but God, does he miss the mark on so many things. Um, so, High Republic, they're going back to this. So, they're inching their way slowly to Old Republic territory. Um, they just push back all the High Republic stuff. It's not a book, It's or it's not a movie series, it's not a TV series, it's strictly publishing. Um, with their kind of mindset going into this and the way they kind of marketed this is saying that in between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace, it was books and comics. In between Revenge of the Sith and Force, Force Awakens, it was books and comics. That's what fleshed out the universe, and that's what they're doing here. So it's got a cool concept. Um, I feel like that's kind of the first step into the outer realm outside of the Skywalker saga that they've done. And we'll see where it goes they might do some kind of game off of that eventually um 
they might take it back further and just do the KOTOR that might be the movie series. There's so much that we just don't know because we literally just finished Skywalker Saga like five months ago. Who knows what comes next? Yeah, and I'm surprised that we haven't like going back to like video games, I'm surprised we haven't really gotten like anything set within the Skywalker saga, like at all. Like because normally if you think like like a like like a like a few years ago, that like licensed games would be all fucking over this Yeah. This new this new trilogy. But like we've all we've been getting a lot of like side stories and like a bunch of like in between shit. We've got nothing mainline really. Right, and that I think that's a good thing because I don't think maybe other than Rise of Skywalker, I don't think this trilogy would have been good games. I mean, Last Jedi would have been the worst game because yeah, it, you're probably right. It's a character-based movie. Um, there's not too much going on. The only thing that probably would remotely be good in the game is the throne room scene, but Rise of Skywalker goes all over the place. Has different set pieces. Has multiple battles. Has I guess the epic climax. Um, that's probably the only one that would be a good game. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. I just, I just want more Star Wars games. Uh, I, I want. I, not only do I want Star Wars games, I want them to like grip me the way that they used to. Like, I don't know. I feel like nothing has really like grabbed my attention in the Star Wars realm outside of like Republic Commando or Kotor that we've talked about. And like, I think what separates those games is that they they do something different. Like, Kotor is like the tactical turn-based RPG. Republic Commando is the first-person shooter that's basically Star Wars Halo. Like, TIE Fighter is a space sim where you just fly around shooting X-Wings and shit. Like, those games all did different things. And I feel like that's the same thing with, like, Star Wars in terms of, like, the meat, like as a medium. I, I want to see a lot of variety from Star Wars, which I feel like sometimes I'm not getting. But I'm glad that, like they opted more towards variety and like the Skywalker saga as well, because man, uh, opinions were certainly all over the place on, uh, last Jedi. Yeah. And the crazy thing, I've kind of been thinking about that ever since we kind of decided we're doing a star Wars episode. And it's a lot of people after the sequel trilogy came out, have turned a new leaf on the prequels. And it wasn't like that before the prequels, like you said, got a lot of flack. But now they're kind of a little bit more revered, and now it's the sequel trilogy getting that flack. And I wonder, is that going to repeat itself once, I guess, whatever new stuff comes out? <laughs> is it going to say, you know what? No, let's go back to the prequels. I hate this new crap. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. That's how everything is. It's like, oh, if something isn't the way that you like it, you reminisce on the older shit that you also didn't like at first. Yeah. So like, oh. like, I will I will fully admit to like watching uh, the prequel trilogy, not recently, but like recently enough, like, I think I've watched them again, like in between uh, uh, Last Jedi and uh, Rise of Skywalker, and I just remember being like, "Man, Hayden Christensen's acting got a lot better when he was just evil man." Yeah, that's kind of when he stopped kind of being whiny. But I mean, Luke was whiny too, so yeah, there you go. Which led to Kylo Ren throwing tantrums. So it all <laughs> it all lines up, if you ask me. Yeah, I don't know. I have I'm very optimistic on like the future of Star Wars, being as like I'm a fan, you know. Like I I consume as much content of it as I can that my time allows me. I think uh, and related to games too. Like I would love to see like a game based on like the Mandalorian. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
there's a lot they can do. I mean, I don't see a reason why there can't be a Clone Wars game. Um, I know Republic Commando was that in a sense. I don't see a reason why they can't do one now. Um, I guess right now the big release is really the Lego Star Wars for the Skywalker saga. Um, there's actually a lot of hype around that, mainly because they haven't really said too much. Um, but that's what that's sure that's one thing that's different. Uh, Fallen Order, yeah, that was different from Battlefront. But other than that, really, we just got an app that was like a Diablo style game that's not a thing anymore. I mean, and then there's there's like the mobile like gotcha games for Star Wars. Like I think it's called Star Wars Guardians or some bullshit like that. Where it's just like yeah, there was Commander yeah. Galaxy of Heroes. I don't know. I like like I keep saying it, but I just like I want more variety, but also like I I want it to be uh, good. Yeah, that's the uh, the main thing. But a, a, either put in Republic Commando or put in something in the same vein. There could be a Clone Wars style game. There could be, um, I mean, more like Fallen Order. That's a story we don't know. Um, that 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 was a riveting story. More of that, and just kind of tweak the gameplay and make it fit for the game it wants to be. And I think one thing that would help too is uh, this is going to be our segue into the final portion of our podcast for this week is. Um, they won't do it because of how protective Disney is with their IP, but I would like to see them fuck with the canon. Like, give me, like, some what-if stories or something like that. I think that would be, like, something, as someone who's not, like, who's obviously invested, but not, like, as knowledgeable as you are on, like, Star Wars lore, like, I would love to see, like, see, see, like, see someone take some risks and, like, be willing to be the person that says, okay, what if, like, this happened instead of this and just, like, make, like, a series off of that? Yeah, same here. Um, You kind of... I know I know you kind of just said Disney's not really willing to do that, and I think they eventually will be. The reason why I say this is because Disney Plus is getting a whole Marvel What If series based off the, the MCU that's animated. Will we get a game with that? Probably not. But I wouldn't be surprised if years down the line, once kind of Disney's done with Star Wars, what they did with the MCU, that there might be a little bit more of that. I mean, there's a ton of other things like that, such as what if, um, what if, what's if Qui Gon survived? What would have happened with Anakin then? Um, what if Luke d- didn't save, um, didn't spare his his dad? What if Luke kind of turned? What if he never? thought kylo was a risk uh, there's so much little things that, you know, what if leia didn't turn to politics um i kind of think we'll get if they do that eventually i think it'd be more like an animated series form uh short disney plus things because that's that's literally what they're doing with the mcu with marvel right now sure I feel like it's easier for Disney to do that with Marvel, though, because, like, comics have, like, what-ifs already, like, like what-ifs yeah. already are established in, like, comics, because people do that. They do that shit all the time. Yeah, they definitely do. So, uh, yeah, the, you're right there. You definitely nailed that one. So I would like to see them, like, take a page from Marvel, maybe, and just be, like, be willing to, like, fuck around with, with their, like, IP a little bit, because I think you could, even, like... I think Disney's too focused on like what is and what isn't canon that I think they're just like, yo, you can, you can, you're allowed to have some fun with your franchise. See, they are. And then they aren't at the same time. And that's kind of to their detriment. Um, with the sequel franchise, they literally let each, each uh, writer and director do 
whatever they wanted to do. So you had a Force Awakens, which I mean, I had my, I, I obviously I like every Star Wars movie. I'll preface that, but I did have some kind of preface with it, like saying it's too safe of a movie. But now after rewatching, I think okay, yeah, this is a good reintroduction to the franchise. It definitely got new people on board. It showed what's familiar, and Ryan Johnson did that exactly that. He did take the risk with Last Jedi, um, and he took some big ones, saying you know Ray was nobody, so on and so forth. But then they reverted back from that and said, no, no, you're, you're like the biggest fucking person in the galaxy um, by your freaking grandfather being a clone and having a failed clone and that failed clone made it and made you. <laughs> um, so the risk that they take, they didn't commit to. And that was basically by letting them play around with the universe too much. And I think what Star Wars really needs is kind of that Kevin Feige person that kind of streamlined the MCU as much as possible. Um, and they kind of have that. There is the Lucasfilm story group, but if there's a story group, why do they give that much leeway to just kind of say, nope, we're walking back on this. Sure. Um, Cause you see it so well. And when it's, when it's good, it's fucking great. Like, like I said, mentioning the inquisitors are introducing rebels. And then in the star Wars and the comic for Vader, you find out how they started and then you, you end up going against them and fall in order. So you see them at different points in time. And when you go chronologically, it all lines up. That's when it's great. And that's what the movies lacked. Yeah, I just, I just, I just want the risks that they were willing to take for like uh, Last Jedi be translated into games. Because uh, again, yeah. I, just, I just think that that the games could benefit from it because I, I don't know how many more Star Wars like j like just Jedi like adventure games I have in me at this point yeah um, it would be cool seeing I guess well kind of I guess Fallen Order is probably the only one we can pretty much speculate on seeing Cal kind of go through the same temptations that Siri did and maybe he falls to it or something along those lines um there's got to be some kind of explanation of why he's not there come a new hope era because obviously vader knows of him maybe he falls and vader tricks into the dark side and kills him like basically takes advantage of it something we'll just have to wait and see yeah i mean i'd say it's too soon but it's also been eight years since the disney acquired lucasfilm so yeah it it's time they got to do something more has it been eight years already jesus christ yeah i want to say it was 2012 yo straight up uh i was gonna ask you if you had any final thoughts before we wrap it up but where the fuck is my rogue one video game that shit would translate perfectly yeah one would that one would they, they do a halo reach style i don't care that that would be a good one <sighs> i need it someone put me into the fucking think tank over there I mean, you're getting the Cassian Disney Plus series. <laughs> I mean, true. But yeah, I, um, before before we wrap this up, Keith, do you have any like final thoughts about all things Star Wars? I mean, Star Wars as a whole, I think it's going to be in a good place. It's going to expand back to the size of the EU, but in a more streamlined way. Um, yes, there's a couple contradictions, but the how, how little they are and how minuscule and how little it happens is so much better than how it was with the EU where you had to pretty much decide which one was canon. 
now there's the definitive way that the story is told. Um, so Star Wars as a whole, I think it's going to it's in a good direction. Um, Star Wars in video games, though, there's some work that can be done there. Um, the Fallen Order was a step, and it kind of made me optimistic, especially in the storytelling. But as far as actual gameplay, there's work to be done, and I want to see it connect on ways that are bigger than way the Fallen Order did, because it left a huge impression on me story-wise. I want to see more of that and make it invigorating and not just the storytelling way. Yeah, and I'll just echo what I've been saying. Like, as someone who... um, I don't want to say more of, like, a casual Star Wars fan, because I definitely consume a lot of the content, but someone who is, like... I'm definitely leaning more towards, like, the video game side of things than I do, like, the the lore side of things, where it's like, yeah, the story was for sure the best part of uh, Fallen Order. The story is usually the best part of most Star Wars games. Right. there's There's a lot from them to pull from, and I think they get, like, good writers and everything for those games. But, like, the story does not... Like, the the greatness of the story does not have to come at the cost of the gameplay. Right. And ultimately, I feel like that's the big thing where it should matter. Um, I mean, like I said with Last of Us, the story is invigorating, but I wish there was a little bit more variety in how the game plays. Um, that's not specific to just Star Wars, but it's very apparent here. Yeah. So I, I think just in general, I think what we're both looking for is like, we, we want... We want Star Wars games to keep doing what they're doing in terms of story, but they gotta like, you gotta step it up on the gameplay part of it, like for sure. Yeah, and in a nutshell, that kind of basically is the it's a direction. Keep it going and expand on that, not just piggyback off of what you did and say, "Yep, we're good here." No, expand on it. Well, and I think that's a good note for us to uh, cap this episode. Uh, went a little bit longer this one because I mean I, I think it's hard to condense Star Wars. There's there's just so much. But um, yeah, Keith, where can uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at woo underscore Keith. Woo is W H O O. Fuck you, Chris. You and your fucking bit, dude. Um, it's a good bit. You can find me on Twitter at badxhealth. Uh, Instagram, you broke like glass. Uh, swap the A in glass for the letter X. You can find us collectively as mini games on Twitter and Instagram at mini games cast. Um, also, shitty plug for me uh, that other podcast that we are on with, uh, I am on with friend of the show, uh, Trevor, Dungeon Hunters. I recently uh, stepped into the DM role to uh, do a little. Uh, a series of one shot well one one shot but we split it up over three episodes uh the first two are out now as of recording uh the final part comes out monday uh yeah go go check out dungeon hunters take a peek at that it's a lot of fun uh keith anything else before we go no okay well Thank you for listening to the Mini Games podcast. This was episode 17 in the books. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, don't forget, I am the Senate.